It's your girl Elle, corporate in-house designer, and I just want to do my job. Hey y'all, it's Kay, your favorite public health nerd, being black as hell at work. Hey y'all, you beautiful, brilliantly bold black women. It's your girl V, here doing my own unlearning while educating folks in the process. I'm behind the scenes on a little hiatus. And we're we're clocking clocking in to talk all things being black at work. Hey, what's up, y'all? It's Kay. So I just wanted to pop in really quickly to tell y'all that V will be joining us as soon as possible. She is an educator. And just like all of the other educators, she is getting acclimated to the new normal and a very, very, very different environment during a pandemic. And we want to make sure that she has the space to live her life to the fullest outside of this podcast and bring her whole self to the podcast when she is able. So until then... Listen up, because we got some shit to talk about. Hello, Elle. How are you, my friend? Okay, I'm doing well. How about yourself? <laughs> I'm doing um I'm doing swimmingly, if you will. Swimmingly. Oh, I like that. Black and highly favored. As I like to say. Always. Always. I'm trying to keep my mel- my summer melanin. It's fading fast. It's fading fast. Um, how was your week last week? You know, it was pretty quiet. Uh, it's 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 kind of like the quiet before the storm, probably. Mm. Um, it's a good storm. Some exciting things, but you know, still it's still a waiting. Waiting period for me at work. You um, waiting to exhale, but in a good way. <laughs> in a good way, yes. Okay. okay. Well, yeah. What about you? Last week was busy. Mm-hmm. Um, I am interviewing for team members. Okay. And so, roster. Just busy. You know, working, yeah. trying to save lives and all that jazz. It's a lot going um, on. It's a lot going on. So we thought that this episode would, um, to follow our introduction episode, it'd be good for us to talk about our backgrounds, what, we're, what we have expertise in, what we do. And please keep in mind... None of our views reflect those of our employer. Ditto. Employers. Disclaimer. (laughs) Disclaimer, exclaimer, all of that. Um, But yeah, so y'all can know a little bit about us and and, um, it may help you connect the dots and and what we we give advice on and and all that jazz. Um, So since I'm already talking, I guess I'll go first. So I have a science background. I have a bachelor's in biology and chemistry. I have a master's in public health and epidemiology. And so I'm your favorite public health nerd. I work in health equity currently, um, working to advance health equity for black and brown peoples. Um, It is a very, very tough job, but... Um, as we know, health has not been 
equal or equitable for black and brown people since this country's inception. And so um, it is one of my extreme goals in life that even if even if it's not realized in my time while I'm walking the earth, that I can do something to contribute to that advancement of actual health equity. And for those of you that don't know, health equity and health equality are not actually the same things. Health equality is literally giving everybody the same treatment. Um, I liken it to giving people a pair of shoes. If I were to give you equal access and um, make giving you a pair of shoes equal, you get the same pair no matter what size, color, type of shoe. Um, you get the same pair of size six gray Steve Madden heels or something. Um, but that may not be the pair of shoes you need. Maybe you need a pair of running shoes. Maybe you need a pair of trainers. Maybe you need a pair of house shoes. Maybe you need um, them ugly ass dance goes that <laughs> health professionals have to wear oh to work. You know what I mean? And, but they're super comfortable though. They're not. They're not attractive shoes, but they're super. I like comfortable. the analogy. It, it makes it, it's it's making sense for me. Yeah, and maybe and maybe, but and then you maybe you don't need a size six. Maybe you need a size you know eight or ten or whatever, and you need a specific color to go with an outfit or you need a specific color to go you know to to abide by your employer's rules or you just want a white pair of tennis shoes to play tennis in um so that's equity right that would be me being equitable and giving you the pair of shoes that you actually need for the situation and tailored to your lifestyle, your needs, all that jazz. And so if you think about it in that manner, that's the same thought that you have when when we're talking about health equity versus health equality, is that I'm not giving you equal access. I'm not giving, it, it's not about um, giving everybody the same thing. Mm-hmm. If, if one community needs more of something, then that community should have more of that. You know what I mean? Um, I could go into specifics, but I think people get the gist. But anyway, that's what I do. Elle? I'm I'm very much the opposite. <laughs> oh. <laughs> but I love it. This is what I think is so interesting and beautiful about uh, what we're trying to do. So, I mean, your job is very much in a life-saving role. I am... And more of the expression, I guess, aspect. So my my background, I'm a designer by trade. Uh, my bachelor's is in interior design with a minor in marketing and minor in new product development. And my master's is in industrial design. And a little difference between the two. So interior design focuses on um, spatial environmental uh, design. So like if you were to walk into um, like your home, residential is is very simple to understand. Kind of like HGTV, but not really like <laughs> a little bit more in depth than just decorating. And then I'm also trained to do like more commercial aspects. So you think about um, like your workplace or uh, hotels and restaurants, those things. Um I knew pretty quickly after I graduated that that's not 
exactly what I wanted to do. Also, when I graduated, we were in a recession, so no one was building anything. So I took the opportunity to go to grad school and focus on industrial design, which is a lot broader. Um, So that is really more focused on products, and that can be any product, um, no matter the scale. So um, what intrigued me about that was focusing or, or I guess, like the different as, um, industries I could work in. And so initially I went in focusing on cars and um, aerospace. And um, so that's where I kind of like fell into my craft now. And I'm considered like a, a color material and finish designer, but I've touched just about everything, um, which is really fun because it's like not a field that is really defined. Like you, if I were to pick a, go back to school and pick a major, like I wouldn't find color material design as a, as a major, like a lot where I work with a lot of people with very di- different disciplines. So some people have done graphics, some people have done architecture, some have been focused in textiles and fashion. So it's it's really multidisciplinary and you can kind of make it what it what you want it to be. Um, which is why I'm really drawn to it because it's like it's really a niche and I get to learn a lot and kind of dabble in a lot of different things. So my portfolio is pretty broad, but that also lets me walk into a lot of different rooms and different spaces. And I'm grateful for that. Um, and, you know, it's it's more for me, I'm more focused on like the end consumer. I think um, a lot of people don't realize how much thought goes into any type of product design. Like there's so many people that touch it, like not just me as a designer, but there are people who come in and do a lot of research and, you know, find a need. And then I get a brief about that, those needs and that consumer and how much they want to spend, what their lifestyle is like. And then I'm working with other designers that are like focused on maybe the shape and form of that product. And then um, in tandem, I'm working with developers who like focused with factories and they're um working more on the technical aspects. And then once we get like samples back, we all kind of come together and really have to figure out how to refine that sample and um, eventually get it into production. And so there's a lot of timeline schedules, working with different people, a lot of personalities, a lot of egos. (laughs) But Right. I know. So like in, in, in a lot of ways, like what I may be doing is completely opposite of what you're doing. But at the same time, we come up against like similar scenarios, similar personality types, you know. So I think having having us, uh, you know, ha- share our conversations about our different experiences will hopefully um, help uplift some other ladies mother black ladies in the in the workplace so that's my hope that's my dream um yeah yeah I don't know I have no idea how many people have to touch a design product like a product it's that to me is like uh -uh. I don't work well with others that's why I do what I do because I get to work with community and I don't have to 
Well, okay, I'll take that back. I have to work with my colleagues a lot. But, and to an extent, I do work well with others. But there's also a lot of research. There's a lot of planning. There's a lot of partnership that goes Mm -hmm. into Mm -hmm. really trying to advance health equity. And so it doesn't, like on a day-to-day basis, I don't have to talk to so many people. I can partner. My, my, my love is partnering with the community and actually being around the black people I'm trying to help and do, you know what I mean? And so it helps keep you focused, but it's like on a day-to-day basis, I don't get the opportunity to do that. So it also means that I don't have to deal with a lot of other egos in the workplace. Um, but I say all that to say too, now that I think about it, when you do what, what, what I do, it's really hard to have an ego because. Yeah, I was just thinking that. Cause you're, you're more, you're coming from a service. Yeah. Versus like design, mm-hmm. you get a lot of egos. You get a lot of crappy people. It's very male dominated, which is even more <laughs> things to mm-hmm. do with white male dominated at that. So it's like, um, at least I would hope in healthcare, you know, people wouldn't come up with errors and all that kind of stuff, especially if they're. Uh, I mean, it just depends on what level you're on. Like, and it, it also depends on the setting. Mm-hmm. So public health is really population health, right? So it's hard to have an ego there because you really have to partner with the community in a lot of aspects and you are doing a service to the community. So for instance, COVID-19 as an epidemiologist, if I were working at a public health department, I would be doing a lot of contact tracing. I would be interacting either over the phone or in hospital settings with a lot of patients. and that lends itself to just really, I just want to help you. Like, I just want to know what happened. I'm a disease investigator. Mm-hmm. I want to make sure th- what has happened to you stops here and we can help you get better and save your life, but also that it doesn't, the transmission stops here. Right. Um, but it, it's a little bit different. The egos I think are a little bit different when it comes to like bench science, mm-hmm. biological sciences, and medicine. Um, and I won't get into that because that's not what I do. I do public health. <laughs> but talk to me. You mentioned something really interesting. Talk to me about the male-dominated field, white male-dominated design field. Where are all the Black designers? Girl, that's the, the million-dollar question right now, I think, at least for not only my field and my my current company, but um, a lot of different companies that do in-house design um, or just if they work at an agency or anything like that. Um, I think it's, there's a multiple, there's, there's multiple ways to answer that question because in order to find black designers, you have to look at a lot of places. So for me, for instance, like I went to a state university for my undergrad and I went to a, a private art college for my master's. And if you look at like the enrollment of things like that, like most most jobs that are 
I guess typically my job, you would it would require a degree, you know, then don't really kind of consider people who are self-taught or have like working experience. If you do, it, it needs to be like almost eight to 10 years before you would even be considered for an entry level position. So a lot of those that kind of like keeps us out of the running or, out, you know, like as a gatekeeper in itself. And I think that people are starting to explore like why we're so focused on having like um, candidates that have so many different levels of education requirements because our school is so expensive. Like for me, I'm in a lot of debt because our debt, debt, debt. Public health school is too, girl. Yeah. You know, that's I took the risk. It's definitely you know on me, um, and I think the risk was greater than or less than the reward out of it. Like I'm I, one of the reasons I picked my, my graduate program was because of their relationships with employers and how their um, job placement rate was one of the highest out of all the art colleges. So you got people who are spending a lot of money. Some of those people don't have access to that, you know, that funding, especially us in the black and brown communities that um, kind of keeps people um, from even being considered for those things. And then I think community wise, like we haven't really, we, we, we are culture makers. We are the ones that, especially when it comes to music and, and like just art, like on screen and on film, I think those are fields in terms of creative arts where we tend to dominate and tend to push things forward. I mean, not so much in terms of like, um, I guess, like power or like in terms of film and stuff like that, we're getting more and more like access there. But I think those are more visible and immediate when we think about creative fields in terms of the black community. And so design as kind of from, for me, I never really um, saw huge support for that, even within like my sorority, like we're focused on like service and, you know, that a lot of fields are education um, and, you know, in health and um, law, political, you know, um, like tracks and stuff like that. So it's it's really hard to kind of say we should be more present because we're not putting a lot of emphasis on it. Like, so I we don't we don't really exist that often. And even when in school, I was like you know, probably one of two or three in my program. And then like maybe the next year, like we got like six, seven more graduate candidates. And I was like, oh my gosh, where have y'all been? Thank you. I'm so happy. Let's all be friends. All the black kids <laughs> so, sitting together in the lunchroom. Now we all together. We all congregate and we get that eye like, what are they doing over there? <laughs> like, so it's it's tough. So I think people are trying to figure out solutions of like putting emphasis on it more. Mm-hmm. Um, Cause I mean, even in high school, art was not, I took maybe two or three art yeah. classes um, in high school. Um, so, and I, I attribute it to me being having really supportive family. Um, both my parents were very supportive of me pursuing art and design. I mean, they definitely wanted me to have like, a lucrative career so I could support myself. Like the, the goal was never to be a starving artist or, you know, 
and where you couldn't pay your bills and all that. But they helped me to look at um, career options that involve both art, design, and that I could potentially make, you know, a good living. So I think that those are things that are maybe that we should emphasize more so that we can say like, oh, there's more Black designers here. Or, you know, I can think of more people beyond just like the people I went to school with or have interacted with over my career is like my network of Black designers that I know. So, yeah. 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 I, I, um, I didn't even realize we were that far and few between in, in the design field. Like when I think about like, say for instance, I just watched the, uh, maybe like a week or so ago, the Netflix documentary. Is it, what's it called? Remixed? I think with, where they talk about, um, Dapper Dan and, all the great yeah, yeah, like yeah. black clothing designers talking about walker wear and it when i when i think about us like like you said we're the culture makers and so to to right. know that a field is excluding a large part of a population just because they don't have the degree that's kind of ridiculous because when I think about all of in my undergraduate experience, there were always artists around us. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Well, yeah. Like I feel like we there. It's that, and they're not looking in the right places. Like yeah. you know, or there. It has to be so rigid and formulaic that you know. Like honestly, on paper, I should not be able to have to have jumped from like one industry to the other, but mm-hmm. because I I think color material and finish is so specialized like it translates that really well but for instance for somebody who only did car design and then wanted to now make mm, I don't know dishwashers or some shit like (laughs) it would be really difficult they would probably have a little bit harder time it'd be easier for them to go from one brand car company to the next brand car company or like maybe even like motorcycles, but you know, to to be able to really maneuver through industries or product industries, it's kind of hard. And um, yeah, I I really think we just have to open ourselves up to thinking differently about what qualifies somebody to be a designer because creativity was never something that was taught to me in school. I learned technique. I learned like um, system building systems. I learned, you know, design theory or design process, um, ways to research, um, different design thinking exercises. All those things are teachable, but you can't really teach like taste or creativity. Like you either have it or you don't. And so I think a lot of times too is like just design as a whole is so Eurocentric, you know, in terms of like what's appealing and what's, you know, what's the new wave, what's the new trend. But like I said, we're culture makers. So even though it may be a white male design dominated field, they are looking to us 
(laughs) in terms of like, what's the next thing? And then they're going to like draft off of that, you know, put their brand spin on it and then regurgitate it right back to our community. So it's like, you know, we, we have more, um, agency in a way, like we have more, um, um, I'm trying to think of the right word. I mean, I think we we're more valuable than than when people realize, and and just because yeah. you see us in the in in the in the workplace, especially for a design group or a design um, department, doesn't mean like black um, culture or taste isn't being considered and isn't being profited off of. For real. I mean, I feel like we have all the taste. Like, maybe I'm biased. Maybe I'm biased. But I feel like we have all the taste. Like, I don't... When, when I think about Eurocentric standards of fashion mm-hmm. and what looks good, mm-hmm. I don't want to wear none of that shit. No. I really don't. And so... You, you made it, you made it, you hit the nail on the head. Like these white designers think it's ghetto until they can make until it they, chic. Right. Or until they start wearing it. Mm-hmm. Until they start wearing it. But you also brought up a good point too, about how we need to rethink the all different fields and, and how we need to rethink what fields we go into. One of the things that was really paramount in my success was my dad just telling me to think about public health because I was on the pre-med track at first. And I remember that. Mm-hmm. And I might still go to med school. We don't know. We don't know. Yeah, exactly. We still don't, we don't know what the Lord has for me. But <laughs> I'm actually teetering back and forth between MD and PhD. So I got to make a decision at some point in my life. You but anyway. Um, I was in the midst of applying to med schools. I wanted to do MD and PH programs. None of those schools wanted me for those programs. I got in, I got like a couple of like, uh, conditional acceptances for MD, MS, like Mm -hmm. masters of science. And I didn't want to do bitch science because I did it in undergrad. Um, and so I didn't. I just didn't want to yeah. do bench science. You know what I mean? Like, I didn't want to spend my life pipetting all day. Anyway, so no no shade to the pipetters. It's, just not, it's just not my calling. Okay. It's just not, it's it's not, it's not my ministry. And so um, my dad was like, well, if you're already considering public health, why don't you think about doing that first? And every school I applied to, I got into every every public health, every university I applied to for their public health program. I got into the school and I ended up um, going where I was, where I went, uh, private university and changed my life. And so I think as a community, like you said, we really have to rethink the way that we. um, The way that we see our careers and we see success. Mm-hmm. And know that there's money to be made outside of being a doctor, a lawyer, or an entertainer in some aspect, yeah. um, or you know a, a stockbroker in some ex- aspects. Like now, people are really getting into that. Um, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But 
Yeah, so that's what we do, folks. You got anything else to tell the people, Elle? I mean, I mean, I feel like as we go along, there'll be more and more nuggets. But like, for just for the the gist of what I do, yeah, that's that's me in a nutshell. And you know, I'm trying to my goal and being in this industry is to make it a little bit easier for the next black woman after me. I think um, just in my early career. Um, it wasn't as it, I, I faced some challenges, so I definitely wanted to want to, my goal going forward is to definitely like bring more people up with me and along with me. So I'm happy to like, even, you know, when we, as we build our audience, you know, give advice and questions regarding that. So yeah, that's, that's all I have. Hell yeah. I'm trying to bust open the doors and leave them open. What what door? (laughs) Yeah. I'm trying to knock them down and leave them open. Um, Well, that's all for today, folks. Next time you you hear us, uh, we'll have a much longer episode. Um, We'll probably be talking about something really, really near and dear to our hearts. Um, Hopefully we'll help a lot of y'all in, in your careers. So bye. See you next time. <laughs> bye bye. Wonderful. Yay.